We're rolling. It's a roll. And this is episode 94, Neil is Banned, of the Fancy Ramen Podcast. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Scott. And I'm the other, more important host, Cookie. And today we're going to go ahead and keep rolling, although Neil is fleeing the country as we speak. Um, I believe it's work-related, I guess. That's, that's always a good reason to flee the country. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, so to get us started and kind of in the swing of things, how has your week gone, Cookie? The week was actually pretty fast. Um, it wasn't bad. I got some minis printed. I finally um, actually uploaded and did some editing for those unboxing videos, so they're on my YouTube channel. I'll have to figure out a way to connect that to the Fancy Ramen channel. And also, I was going to ask Neil about that today, but <laughs> he's now fleeing the country. <laughs> well, um, maybe I can be uh, your Neil representative. I'll try and channel uh, some Neil responses here if you want to pitch it to me. Cool. Hey, Neil. I know I have access to the YouTube channel. Shit, I just have access to the YouTube channel to upload things on there. Never mind. Thanks, Neil. Good job. I don't know, man. It, it, seems, it seems like you've already kind of solved your problem. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very new response. I'm, I'm relatively good at imitating. Um, I once made my, da- my dad like nearly uh, cry from laughter when I imitated his half-brother. And uh, I won't pull that out now because there's definitely like some prepping that needs to be done. But... Yes, I- imitation is, is a uh, hobby of mine. I am more or less the minor bird of people. Well, have you done anything else? Well, it sounds like you've gotten your 3D printer up and going. Are you still using that laptop that runs the software, or have you been able to adapt the software to your uh, other computers? I have not been able to adapt the software to my other computers, but that cheap-ass little tablet thing that I bought, guess what program works on it? I won't, uh, That's so weird. So. Are your are your larger computers? Uh, you've custom built those, if I remember correctly, right? So I tried my desktop that I did build. Mm-hmm. Then I tried my wife's laptop, which is a uh, Sony FIO. Okay, yeah, from a couple of years ago. My favorite and laptop. I had one for like seven years. She still has hers. They're not bad. Been, no, it it works. And then I tried it on her other laptop. Mm-hmm. And then I tried it on my my old laptop that I used to DJ with. And it worked on that. So I was like, okay, cool. And then it was like, oh, well, now that I've got this thing, I might as well just give it a try, see if the program works. And it does. And I was like, okay, cool. Now we've even got a, like, a more portable thing. I moved the 3D printer upstairs so that way Lizzie can play video games and not feel like she's dying from the fumes. Yeah. And so this way I'm going to test out a print after the um, podcast is over. To see how that goes. Gonna start getting into painting minis, and we rented some movies from Redbox. Oh, what movies did you watch? I've watched some movies this weekend and this week as well. Uh, we watched Hotel Artemis and A Christmas Party. They 3D print in Hotel Artemis, don't they? They do 3D print in Hotel Artemis. Okay. There's a liver and or a kidney. I can't remember which body part it is. And then two guns got printed. Okay. Which was the deadliest. Oh, no. I've was lost it? Scott. In my back? Man, yeah, I really lost Scott. Uh-oh. But that's okay. I got nothing to talk about while I lost you, Scott. Hi, Scott. Okay, I'm back. Uh, I had, I had uh, like, feedback from your side the whole time. It was just 
I was gone. I wasn't transmitting. <laughs> Sierra's probably eating up our bandwidth. So who who knows? Tell her to put down the fork. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, eating bandwidth. No, I got it. I got it. You don't have to. I'm sorry. If you explain it, it takes away some of the magic of a good joke. I'm old. That's I'm okay. old and decrepit. Uh, back into it. So the first movie you saw was Hotel Artemis. There was 3D printing. I assume the deadliest weapon printed was the liver. What was the other movie you saw? Oh, ironically, was it? That was the only thing to kill a person. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's so good. Um, Because apparently the guy was doing drugs, and when they 3D printed the liver based off of his own tissue, his body rejected the liver, and he was on life support. Then the life support went out, and then he went into septic shock and died. That's what you get for... You know, snorting that uh, what it, heroin, heroin. I don't know. Yeah, for snorting that heroin. Um, what was the other movie you saw? The Christmas Party or a Christmas Party? A Christmas Party. What is that about? It is a comedy with Kristen Wiig. It's a, about an office that's throwing a Christmas party, and things get out of hand. It's got plenty of funny people that you know. The funny one from the Ghostbusters movies. That red-haired chick. That Indian guy who was doing, like, tech support commercials for a little bit. Okay. He's in there. You know, the headlining actors, they were also in there. (laughs) (laughs) It it definitely left a pretty substantial impression on you then. Yeah, it was a funny movie. There were references to Fast and Furious, and all the movies that we saw this weekend had very strong females in it. Physically strong, Uh. weirdly (laughs) enough, as well. (laughs) But yeah, no. Lizzie enjoyed them both, which I was not expecting. The Hotel Artemis part, because she doesn't like action flicks. But Yeah, and that's what I thought that, that movie predominantly was, was sort of a tense action thriller in which it's sort of a like bottle episode reverse heist or something. They're trying to keep a stolen item out of the hands of somebody. Nah. Subplot is they stole an item. The black guy stole an item that they really should not have stolen. And then they're just trying to keep their head above water by not dying. Unfortunately, one of those guys got the uh, liver slash kidney. Um, so he didn't do so, so hot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I watched uh, I watched two movies with a strong female character in them. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph and Ralph Breaks the Internet. I had never seen Wreck-It Ralph beforehand, so I caught up on that, and then Sierra and I went and saw Ralph Breaks the Internet last night uh, at the movies. So what did you think of Ralph Breaks the Internet? It was great, right? I, yeah, I enjoyed both of them a lot. Um, my fa- there, were, there were a lot of really uh, great tidbits to it. Just First off, with the whole entering the internet and then how you can pretty much see a company or a parody of a company that you know um, in any background shot is got to be like an advertiser's wet dream. But I also really uh, enjoyed both the musical number that they did for Vanellope, which is, Mm -hmm. I think, hands down, the best and funniest Disney princess song I've ever seen, if if she qualifies for that. And uh, I was surprised at how dark the film was overall and like addressing the fact that the internet is full of haters and that they in a children's movie went to the dark web more or less and met living tumor alfred molina (laughs) um yeah it was a good movie it was a lot of fun i enjoyed the first one as well they're both very entertaining um i think 
great nods to video games and video gaming in general. They really like to uh, use Zangief as a heel for a lot of jokes. I was surprised that he was probably the most, or he was the screen character with the most screen time between the two movies who was part of an actual video game franchise. Makes sense. I like it. When did Wreck-It Ralph come out? 2012? 2012, I believe. I was hoping that the time lapse between Wreck-It Ralph and Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet was the same as it was in the movie. But I want to say the movie was only three years, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was only three years. Or less than that. I can't remember. I just saw it yesterday. I probably should know better, but I know it was... They mentioned it like four times. I know. Between, um, they, they mentioned the, that it was at least a year or two in its duration. Um, three sounds, they were right. raising all the racers. I think you're right. It's like, I know you've only been married for this many years, but that's not the right way to spice up a marriage. That's right. Oh, yeah. The I thought that there was going to be a lot more with that being like a B-plot with uh, Felix and I think Calhoun having mm-hmm. the uh, Sugar Rush racers as kids. But they totally, they just cut that straight out of an option for the movie. Um, well, yeah, it took them forever to make this movie. Slash, that's totally going to be the TV show. Oh, yeah, that that could definitely be it. Um now that these like animated movies are getting co-opted for television shows more and more frequently. Um, I was, what was I trying to think? Oh yeah, man. My favorite, uh, my favorite detail about the film was the character. Yes. Um, she had a different outfit every single time you saw her, like every scene she was in a new outfit that was essentially trendy or trending is a nice holy god nice touch um i miss that yeah oh yeah she changes outfits and hairstyles every time which is like very thematically relevant to her character and then there's the like at the bottom of the internet crushed beneath the weight of all the newer infrastructure is the uh broadband express and public Mm -hmm. chat rooms like they had some very good niche jokes that were fit in there for people who are looking. And I, I don't even know if they were necessarily niche. I mean, most everybody is a user of the internet. If they're listening to this podcast, chances are that uh, they didn't get it off of their ham radio. So I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I do bootleg every episode and put them on A-tracks <laughs> and pass them out to a few lucky selects. So, <laughs> so somebody could be listening to our mixtape right now. <laughs> uh, kudos to you for keeping that Walkman going uh, but yeah I, I enjoyed that movie it was quite a bit of fun I don't know if I have any uh, like parting thoughts with it except for the fact that I enjoyed that it was I think a narrative that doesn't get told often enough about like the diversion of friendships and how just because you have different goals or locations doesn't mean especially in this digital age with the internet that you can't like retain and uh, still have strong friendships with people over long distances. Um, it's very charming. I know. I like you too, Scott. Thank you. I like you I, I'm glad that you <laughs> caught the undertone to that. <laughs> um, anything else before we get into gaming? Um, there's a big Pokemon event going on all weekends where you're able to catch all the Pokemon that were shiny throughout the year, basically. They're all so shiny and, now? Not they're all shiny. You just have a better chance of catching these now. Okay. So me and Lizzie, they had like a big three-hour event of like 
hey, all the eggs that you have will hatch at half the speed and will at tw- double the speed and blah, 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 and yada, yada, yada. So me and Lizzie went out for about four hours and got some ramen and went Pokemon hunting. So when you, for eggs, is it steps still or is it candies that you feed them or whatever? It's still steps. It's still steps. Quote so unquote. you just put it on your uh, washer dryer and... Uh, no, it measures distance. Oh, shit. You, distance traveled below... 20 miles per hour Ah, so you can't also put it on uh you know a train passing through town and then Correct. use the find my phone <laughs> tracker and pick it up in the next uh you know the next <laughs> state that's too bad unfortunately so it was just us driving around for a little bit in the, going in the neighborhood in under, under 20 miles an hour mm-hmm. nice that's when it's you a need time. a low power scooter i think that's that's really where you do it. You st- just start running laps in your neighborhood with a low power scooter. No, that'd be that'd be fine mm-hmm. if it wasn't so damn cold outside. I guess that's the other thing that happens. I'm not sure if that was on the recording or not, but yeah, snowblower broke this morning after receiving four inches of snow. Yeah, it was not on the recording, but um, that is a tragic occurrence. We've we've started to get some snow around here too, and. Uh, I'm just glad I don't have to do any shoveling or snow blowing. The worst thing I have to deal with is if I visit my folks, they have a driveway that is lethal at like the level of uh, incline or I guess the grade of incline that's on it. So I just park at the top of the hill and then like slide down on my boots. That's probably smart. It's about the only option these days. Hopefully you can 3D print a new part for that snow blower. Be self-sufficient. Hopefully I can just... Hopefully, I could just like unplug and plug something back in, or screw something, and I mean that would be even better. That fixes it. <laughs> well, ready to get into some video games? Yes, yes, I am. I know, I know you're excited and everything, but let me interrupt you first already. I yeah, take the lead. I finally understand why you guys hate Bethesda so much. Oh, <laughs> did you? Okay, you'll have to tell me more. So I red boxed. Um. Even after hearing everything, I red boxed um, Fallout seventy six, and so my brother also red boxed it, but he red boxed it like last week or something, whenever it first came out. And Did I was you like, guys trying to overlap your online play? Nah, because he, I was like, oh, because when he was visiting, I saw that the like little logo tile was on his PlayStation, so uh-huh. I was like, oh, I didn't know you had this. He's like, nah, I red boxed it, played it for about ten minutes, and then got bored and got off. Yeah. So I also red boxed it. Played it for about an hour. Was very bored and got off. And then I was like, you know, I think I understand why I was so bored and hate this game so much. Well, I need to hear about your firsthand experience at this point because I just don't think I'm going to put the barrel in my mouth and pull the trigger on this one. (laughs) So, yes, I understand that people like Fallout games for the falloutiness of it all and they like their um the story and they're hating on it for various reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm hating on it for a different reason. I'm hating on it because I just bought it I just rented another version of Skyrim. Oh. Cuz this is literally it just felt like an empty post-apocalyptic Skyrim. But it's littered with other human players. Like, that's the big difference. I ran into one player and he was AFK. Uh, Did you shoot him in the face? 
I couldn't figure out how to turn pacifist mode off. Uh. <laughs> so as I was hitting him, oh, because I crafted a gun mm-hmm. at one point, and that gun did like one damage to things, <laughs> whereas the machete I picked up off the ground was doing wiping people, wiping things out. So, so the shooting was not that good. Gotcha. The throwing axe was okay, but oh, that's but nice. no, it was it was just me playing Skyrim again, and I don't know if you know this about me. I've purchased Skyrim too many times. I do know this about you. And the last time I purchased Skyrim, I played exactly as much Fallout 76 as I did that Skyrim and enjoy playing Skyrim more because at least it had the member berries going on for it and I could interact with things that weren't robots and recordings. Mm -hmm. And I was like, the game, it looks okay, but but Skyrim also looks really good. Yeah, if you mod Skyrim, especially on the PC, like, it is still a very good-looking game today. Yeah, so so yeah, I played Fallout 76 and was very bored of Skyrim 76. And and then I was like, okay, this is this is why I don't like Bethesda because I just don't enjoy their gameplay anymore. That loop is gone for me. The yeah, the actual activity or actions of playing bethesda games is relatively stale it's stagnant they haven't changed much about it um so the reason that i found most of their games appealing up until fallout 4 was that they had like character to the the game and the environment and everything else Playing a playing a game that has like sort of clunky shooting mechanics and uh, like is buggy as hell. If if you're just even wandering around it, not looking to like cause issues with the uh, platform, it's still a lot of fun because there are fun characters to interact with. There are weird things to encounter out in the world. Uh, there are things to keep your interest outside of the gameplay itself, uh, which I I think. Uh, Oh, it'll make for a fair transition if we talk about more uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 here, which I think is a game that's primarily strong because its basic gameplay is very, very fun on its own. But uh, yeah, that's the issue with these games, especially when you try and bring them into, say, a multiplayer dimension, right? If the gameplay itself mm-hmm. is kind of shitty, like multiplayer... The thing you're focusing on is enjoying the gameplay with other players, which in your case was someone who is AFK who you couldn't even kill if you tried, um, which is just another kind of nail in the coffin for why this has been, I think, a pretty lackluster experience for everybody who's picked it up. And I will have to look this up real fast, but I don't think the Fallout 76 server sizes are that big. Uh, 24 to 32 players. Yeah, that's not that big. Um, we're that's not big at all. We're, we're coming from Battlefield Two having sixty four players in a server back in like two thousand and eight. Yeah. So yeah, this game was very sparsely populated. I get the idea behind it, mm-hmm. but I don't. It just wasn't fun. And Fallout and their um. Their apologies, or well, Bethesda and all their apologies they've been doing have been un unfun as well. 
Oh yeah, I mean, you, if you make something that's so bad that you have to levy multiple apologies within a couple weeks of release, like... Oh, no, they're apologizing about something else. Oh, <laughs> okay. As well. Uh, the Fallout 76 Deluxe Edition or whatever. Oh, the canvas versus, like, uh, nylon. Nylon or polyester, yeah. And then how um, influencers were then tweeting, by the way... I know that you people who paid $200 got this shitty nylon bag. Look what Bethesda gave me for free. Was it a shitty it nylon a, bag? It was no, a canvas, it was a canvas bag? Um, it was a canvas book bag. Oh, boy. With the Fallout 76 logos and things on it. So Fallout, they, they were like, I forget what their apologies and things said, but it's just been a real shit show for Bethesda lately. Mm-hmm. And so you are always a fan of the Fallout series. I've enjoyed every Fallout game I've played. Um and with some limitations, Fallout 4. I thought Fallout 4 was fun for a good chunk of time. And then, unlike in Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas, where I played those games until there was nothing left to do, like content and story-wise, Fallout 4, I probably got halfway through the available. And I mean, the content there is pretty bare bones. I got probably halfway through what was available in the world and said, oh, I'm done. I don't really care or need to know what's going on. And and the other partial issue was that I really enjoyed the survival mode, but the survival mode made the game drag on way longer than playing it on the other difficulties um, would have, just because there's so much like backtracking and uh, like slow, methodical movement. Otherwise, you're dead and you lose a bunch of like time and effort when you get reverted to your last like sleeping period for your save. Yep, and I enjoyed all the Skyrim games until i kept playing the skyrim games and then fallout 76 turned into just another skyrim game yeah it was elder scrolls it was elder scrolls online with less machete edition yeah was all fallout 76 was for me and i was like well that was weird i got the i got the one bug i got to laugh at a there was a trailer that i happened to walk into with this cow that was just spawned in it but it was like half spawned in, half in the ground, and it had two heads. I was like, that's weird. Cool, I'm going to kill this thing. And then it started floating before it tried to attack me once. It was a weird thing. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this game off and uninstall it for my PlayStation now. Yeah, you're, it's pretty bad when its presence is enough of a nuisance to be a waste of memory that you have to <laughs> uninstall it right afterward. You're like, I'm very confident. I'm never going back for this data ever um, again yeah so you can please get off but yeah so from the the worst to the best i hear i hear you finished r2d2 let's talk about a real open world game uh and i actually i won't be discussing any online content whatsoever uh because the online beta is still going on but i was more interested in finishing the story mode than trying out whatever the online Red Dead Redemption uh, had to offer. And so, what are you doing Tuesday night? Tuesday night is actually an excellent night for me to try out the beta with you if you want to do that. I don't think it's going to be in beta on Tuesday. I think it's just going to be released. I think today's the last day of the beta. Oh, well, that's the problem is I, I uh, don't have the PlayStation Plus online service. So, Hey, hey Scott. Yeah. Get that, I, please. I should have bought it for Black Friday. Um, I don't know why you didn't. It was thirty nine ninety nine. Oh God. Uh, I guess I'll just have to wait. No, I'm kidding. I won't wait till next Black Friday. 
Um, yeah, we should um we should jump on that on Tuesday. Okay, because because of course you can't you can't buy this game on the PC. So ha, you've got it on the PlayStation. You've got no choice but to play with me. We'll see that. Uh, I I also need to buy um the Nintendo online uh capability. Oh yeah, do you want to for... join my family? Yeah, I'll, I'll join your family. That's fine. If that works, Sweet. and if it doesn't, I'm fine to buy my own. Um, no, it works. Okay, cool. Uh, so you'll be the six, so it's going to be five dollars a year. What a big family! That's great. So you're so you're good there. Well, um, and I I won't be buying that until um Saturday anyway. Okay, because because what you call it comes out on Friday. What's what you call it? Smash, Smash itself. Yeah, on the seventh, five days from now. Yep, that's right. Yep, and that's the only reason that I'm actually buying the um. The family buying the online, buying the online. So yeah. absolutely, I mean, it's it is the only thing I can see myself using the online for regularly. But also, I can see myself using it online all the time because I've got so many friends across across this great globe of ours that uh, I like to play Smash with. And ever since online accessibility has been an option for these games uh i've been really big into using it makes sense but, anyway back to back to uh back to your red dead, red dead redemption 2 so i finished the story mode 100 percent. i don't know uh if 100 percent. so are you asking did i finish the story and then i got into the epilogue or did I do every single thing on the story missions because i think there are some like side got into the Got into the epilogue. Yeah, I, I got so, into the epilogue and then I finished the epilogue as well. Um, and so now I believe I'm just on the free roam, kind of free play portion. There's still some side quests that are popping up, but uh, they're pretty independent of any of the main story. I don't want to spoil anything for Neil if he hasn't gotten to this point because we'll definitely probably have a more in-depth discussion about the story itself when he returns. Um especially if he finishes the game sometime soon. The story mode doesn't take that long if you're like essentially only doing story and side quests. But I've now gotten kind of a, a full picture of the game and uh, it really is the Grand Theft Auto meets like Breath of the Wild free country kind of, uh, I guess, just open environment gameplay except it's not nearly as sparse and devoid until you get to these maps that happen at the end of the epilogue. Um, For people who bought the physical game, you can see that there are three states primarily, or like three, yeah, I think it's states. There are three states or territories that are on a main map, and then there are two territories that are on a uh, second side of this physical map you get with the game. And those two remaining states don't appear until the epilogue. And they are very much like a Texas slash Arizona, New Mexico, like desert and uh, plateau region. And like deserts, they're very empty as far as um, people living there and like things of interest in comparison to the rest of the game. But otherwise... Like the open world is is jam packed, and I think we talked about this with Neil a little bit. But like the thing that makes me think that this is such a good game is it brought me the same kind of joy to just like literally fuck around anywhere on the map, and there would be things of interest and people to bump into and animals galore, and it 
didn't feel nearly as like solitary as an open world game that I also loved, Breath of the Wild. Um, I've encountered more bugs. All of them ha- have been more amusing than like game breaking or bad. Um, I've just been like blindsided by an NPC on a horse out of nowhere, like walking through a forest and just get run over by an NPC on their horse that has just teleported into the area to run, to like crush me beneath its hooves. Um, nice. Yeah. But besides like minor bugs, it's also been, um, it's been like relatively fun and entertaining game play, especially as now I'm playing on more of the bad cowboy or like bandito end of the spectrum. I've done my good deeds. I've finished the game and now I'm trying to finish challenges. And that means getting the bandit achievements by robbing four stores in one day, which uh, gets me shot at a lot and increases my bounties in all the states. So it's getting very combat heavy. Though sometimes there's a little bit of dissonance between the interaction with enemies. I was in an area that has these uh, insane, uh, what it, it would outlaw gang called the Skinners. And the whole time you're introduced to them in the epilogue, you're shown the Skinners as um, being like violent killers who will pretty much attack on site out of an ambush and then like violently torture their enemies. But when I camped in some of their territory, instead of having an attack just initiate, like when you set up your camp and bounty hunters find you, I had a Skinner come up behind me, put his knife up to the like, to my forehead to threaten to uh, scalp me. And then he doesn't scalp me. He's like, you better be careful because next time we won't give you a warning. And I was like, this makes no sense that they would give me a warning. So I immediately turned around and shot them in the head and looted their bodies <laughs> and left the area. And I was like, these idiots, like <laughs> they should have they done the one thing that they've been essentially written into this uh, like story or narrative and that is like kill with indiscretion because if they're going to give me a chance to like respond back to them, then I'm going to immediately kill them. Like there's no reason that I would just let them walk away after threatening my life. So there's some, there's a little bit of dissonance sometimes in it, but there's also the like goofy things that are unexpected. I found a wagon that was perched over a cliff edge, tried to loot it. And the wagon is perfectly set up to be a slide to slingshot you across the cliff edge down into the sharp rocks below. <laughs> it is it, pretty much an immediate and guaranteed death as I tried several times to see what else I could do <laughs> with the wagon and just kept slipping and getting like uh, catapulted over the edge of a ravine into the rocks. Nice. Have you played any more of Red Dead? No. No, I have not. And I was actually kind of saddened that I did not because as I was booting up and going through the boring Fallout, his Fallout 76, I was like, you know what? I could have hooked up the Switch. I could be playing Fall. I could be playing Red Dead. God damn it. Why am I playing Fallout? Fuck me. <sighs> Wait, you have, what are you talking about hooking up the Switch? Um, So the docks aren't actually hooked up to any TVs right now. Oh. And, Lizzie was sleepy, so she didn't feel like trying to play um, Pokemon with me because I still want to play it in two-player mode. Okay, yeah. So I jerry-rigged my PlayStation 4 to be able to see out of the projector, mm-hmm. and I just had our, I just had my um, sound bar turned up really loud behind us. Yeah. So we could hear everything that Fallout had to offer. 
Which was and whistling wind and scrub brush. And a little bit of a jaw harp and some banjo. Mm, okay. I found a banjo and a jaw harp and I played them. And I was like, okay, well, that was fun. Time to go do something else. No, I haven't played any more um, Red Dead. have been meaning to, but I've been working on a challenge to get a gun on Call of Duty that I finally got. Right, because you can achieve it by meeting certain requirements or and by certain requirements just in-game play time of uh, an hour per what you call it or tier skips that you get one per day so i need to do that today but now nope, finally got the gks it's variant which is a unicorn i'll, I'll suggest that you google the gks unicorn because i'm it's already beautiful. on it <laughs> it's it's a beautiful gun i hate the gks but i needed this i need this unicorn gun ah uh, okay yeah it is, uh, for our listeners, a rainbow gun here with, um, oh, it, it is it is set up to be a unicorn body with the head pointing outwards, and the horn is the, the, muzzle. Uh, the muzzle of the gun. That's a, that's a very clever and disturbing design. Um, yeah, it's, it's fucking beautiful. I love it. So yeah, finally, finally got it and the um, reactive camo for it. What's reactive um, camo? Does it- so basically, as you're playing and as you're getting like streaks and lots of kills, the camo changes. So I haven't seen the GKS's reactive camo, which is like Dragon's Breath. Okay. So it's got like this purple, it's like a gray gun with like a purple streak that mm-hmm. looks like kind of like lightning mm-hmm. or like lightningish fire going out towards the muzzle. And then as you are playing, I'm guessing the colors change and everything. Because I know I've got a couple of guns with um, reactive camos where the, like I've got one gun that will, it has like a flame burst on it. So it's just a nice rad flame decal. Mm -hmm. And then that decal will slowly start to change colors slash the base color of the gun will change colors as you're getting more kills. Does it get brighter or like, I guess it, it probably gets more vibrant on its color every time brighter more vibrant changes colors um one of the guns the sandstorm it's it's reactive camo is sand silhouettes of sharks swimming okay so the sharks are actually like swimming back and forth via the gun and then like the water will change colors the sharks will change colors it's it's fun times man we should have seen this coming years ago when they started adding skins to guns that it would get to the point where call of duty would be developing more skin like they'd be putting more and more assets into the skins. They're like, well, there are only so many times you can really look at an AK-47. But if there's sharks, best believe every time there's a slight change of color of the hue, I'm gonna push left on the D-pad so my character like looks at the full gun length, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, this is fucking beautiful. This is rad. Dude, Let's shoot get, something now. Yeah, man was headshot. Well. Uh, appreciating the beauty of his gun. Oh God, have I played any other video games besides Depression 76, <laughs> Call of Duty? No, I've just been... That's it. That's that's the gameplay I've been doing. Uh, also playing more Pokemon and showing more and more people the greatness that is um, Eevee. Was that, did we get that on recording last time? I don't think we recorded it. We did not, because we wanted to keep that on. We wanted to keep this, uh, like, E for everyone. Oh, she's asleep right now. (laughs) (laughs) 
otherwise you'd have heard something like this. Yeah. Sultry. Yeah, she's still she's still a still a dirty dirty girl. <laughs> Wait, oh okay, yeah, your E V your E V is a uh uh female. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotcha. Does the because my does the male is eBay a boy. make the same noise but like two pitches lower? Because that would be <laughs> that'd be the best. Boy, just get Shannon Tatum, Shannon Tatum in there to voice act Evie males, male Evies. That'd be pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I heard for the uh, Let's Go Pikachu that Ryan Reynolds does the voicing for that one. Oh my god, that would be so amazing. I am super still super fucking stoked for that movie whenever it comes out. I actually saw the trailer when I was, you know, at uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet and was pleasantly surprised at how weird this film's going to be. And I wouldn't say I am now convinced to see it, but I have a lot less doubt about it being <laughs> a weird, like, cult classic success. Oh my, just just look at Psyduck's face and you just know. Oh, it's hideous, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's perfectly recreated. That, it is. Okay, so Enter the Spider-Verse comes out on the 7th, 14th of December, so cool. Sorry. Um, You're looking at all the movies on the, the lineup? Yeah, because I do want to see the new Spider-Man movie that's coming out, I've, Into the Spider-Verse. I've heard and or read good things from folks who have done early reviews, I guess. I didn't realize that uh, Spider, is it Spider-Ham? The pig one is John Mulaney for the voice actor. I want to I want to look and see what other uh, voice actors there are for this. Really? Well, yeah, I re- I recognized it uh, yesterday when we were at the movies, and I was like, "This sounds like John Mulaney." Yep, it, and he plays Spider Ham. Uh, we also have Nicolas Cage as Spider Man Noir. Uh, Good lord! <laughs> Sorry, Mahershala Ali's in it uh as ultimate prowler i don't know who that is yeah i don't recognize any of these other actors as being particularly funny they don't have to be funny they just have to be there yeah but spider-man is always known for being like relatively humorous and quippy like i guess that's what they have john mulaney for as spider ham and whoever's playing miles yeah that's and peter uh shameek moore and jake johnson shameek moore for miles morales jake johnson for peter parker you'll have to let me know how that goes if it's really good i'll go see it in theaters but i'm not sold just yet i'm i'm sold i was sold when i saw the first trailer and i saw that it was wearing dunks instead of you know normal shoes instead of converse and or uh i guess uh like vans yeah i was i was just going i was just going to say like generic shoe design oh yeah i guess generic shoe design is always a great one just bare feet they're just like, you know what? We're not even going to acknowledge shoes on this one. Scott, don't you know? No artist can do feet. I, are feet difficult to draw? Feet are difficult to draw. I saw something. God, what was I looking at? Oh, I watched um, Firebringer. Okay. The musical. You may know this from a clip on, oh God, what was that thing? Vine from back in the day that... I don't want to do the work today. I really don't want to do the work today. I don't really want to do the work today. I don't want to do the work today. Uh, I don't remember that, but I do remember Vine. Rip Vine. (laughs) But um, yeah, that's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I ended up watching that while I was at work last week. And it was very enjoyable because it was about cavemen and the becoming of like the Stone Age and 
the first advent of fire and things of that nature. And turns out there were aliens <laughs> at some point. But one of the cavemen were the first people to do like paintings. And he's like, I'm really proud of the hands because they're just handprints. Yeah. But he's like, <laughs> and then the chick's like, so, so why is there a cat in front of my legs? He's like, because I can't do feet. Oh. And then later on, as he lost some of his limbs, there were aliens in it. And she brings back his hands so that way he could paint again. Mm -hmm. And he's like, what about my legs? She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I can't do feet. (laughs) (laughs) But I can put hands where your feet should be. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. And everyone's like, no, (laughs) be happy with what she's got. Oh man. Yeah, don't don't push it too far. You can end up looking like well, I guess an orangutan. So really that's not so bad. They're strong. Um yeah. What else are we talking about? I mean, uh, unfortunately, I think we uh really focused in on the games that we were playing this week. I also haven't touched anything outside of Red Dead. Um going to the movies a Scott, up pay attention time. to your wife. She's asleep, man. <laughs> at least give her a hug at some point. How don't about, just don't just touch Red Dead. Gentle t- pat on the head. That's the best I can offer. I mean, I've been hanging out That's, with the dog. I've been uh, getting the dog comfortable sleeping in my lap while I play games. So he'll curl up into a little disc and then just hang out on my lap and I lose feeling in my legs, continue to play. That's good. My dog will curl up in a little disc to the right of me mm-hmm. on the floor as I sit and play video games. And I won't lose feeling in my legs because... I taught him better than that. <laughs> <laughs> we we spoil ours. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm excited to get out and do some snowboarding as more snow is falling. But I I've been relatively busy with work, training some new folks that we hired. So been coming home and just kind of relaxing, vegging out, and uh, exclusively to Red Dead. Oh, I watched Vampire's Kiss, I guess, which is the worst Nicolas Cage movie that I've ever seen in my whole life. It was so offensively bad that uh, I was like, Sierra paused it at the 40 minute mark and I was hoping that there was maybe 30 minutes remaining and I saw that there was an hour and 45. So I went to bed early at like 8.30 at night until that movie was over and then I got back up. Um, It's a very bad film. But if you... But he's making such great... That's where the Nicholas Cage... That's where a bunch of the memes come from. And in all honesty, his performance is uh, like comedic gold. But it's also horrifying to see a movie that is that like poorly composed. Ultimately, like The Room is a more interesting movie. Yeesh. Completely like cutting out the comedy elements of how bad it is is still a more interesting and like engaging movie than this movie. That's... That's bad. I know. I mean, that is the movie that is iconically known as the worst best movie or the best worst movie. Um, And it really does show that there is still a fine line between being a terrible movie and being watchable and being a terrible movie and (coughs) causing like existential pain to those who experience it. (laughs) But that's all I got. Maybe we just cut it early. Give Neil um, some easier stuff to edit since he'll have less time available in the first place. I can dig it. Um, so don't be afraid to like, subscribe, and tell people about the Fancy Ramen podcast. Yeah, you can also uh, send us an email at podcast at Um Whatever you want to say, say it to us. We'll listen. We may even talk about it on air if you uh, ask a question or uh, submit a or conversation a topic. Yeah, honestly, yeah. anything. Just say hi. 
Uh, we're pretty much we're we'll so lonely. <laughs> um, be on the lookout for the unboxings of the mod pack, the RCA Cambio, and the Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, they are on YouTube currently. You just got to look it up by a uh, Cookie Skimilk. But they'll also you know, get merged with the Fancy Ramen channel as well. Yep, eventually, hopefully, one day. <laughs> but until anyway. then, uh, you can spend your time telling a friend about the podcast. Uh, it is the best way for us to get new listeners, and we super appreciate that form of support. Have a great one. And I'm Cookie. I'm Scott. See you guys later. Bye.